Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, welcome to another episode of Nerds and Friends. My name is Cody Leach, and I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Sup, nerds? Sup, nerds? A lot going on in the nerd world uh, this past past week. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Shazam. Shazam! Shazam. I like saying it like that, you know, because there's always the exclamation point. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of stang on it. <laughs> Put some stank on it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then the. Uh, New uh, Stephen King movie, Pet Cemetery. Uh, we both saw both of those, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about those in a little bit. But first, let's start with our nerdy confessions, where we confess things that make us nerds. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'm not sure. I know we personally talked about it. I'm not sure if I talked about the podcast, and if yep. I did, I apologize, guys. Um, I am ashamed that I've caught on, be. I and I am. <laughs> That I've I started reading the boys so late because um, I used to see it all the time, like at uh, the comic book stores, and I would hear people like get excited about it. And I was kind of like, and conf- full on confession, I I didn't like the covers, I didn't like the art style, which is really really fucking stupid. Um, but I heard that the sh- there was a show that was coming out, so I started reading the graphic novels, and it's fucking great. And I'm really mad at myself that I wasn't reading this a long time ago. And particularly because I'm a huge fan of Edgar Wright, and they put his likeness in a... I'm sorry, not Edgar Wright. uh, Simon Pegg, sorry. Simon Pegg. And, um, yeah, they used his likeness for his character. And it's funny, too. Like, when I'm reading it, I hear his voice, like, in the character. Um, But it's great. If anyone hasn't started reading it, read that shit. It's great. I'm super excited about the show. I'm trying to work on two potential guests. To have on the podcast to talk about it, who are working on the show. Ooh. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know the show doesn't come out till ooh, later this year, so let's get them before it be- becomes successful. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna happen. You know, I doubt <laughs> they could talk about what's what's going on before. Tell us the ending right now. Right, meow. Um, so I'm super super fucking excited for the show. Um, what's crazy is some people are already like hating on certain aspects of the show like the show's not even fucking out yet but like people are complaining about the outfits like dude if people hate on a lot of stuff it's like, like <laughs> some things do not tra- some things on paper do not translate well on on screen you yeah, know exactly. so it's like a little costume change like all of the twilight movies well <laughs> that's fair I've, I've, I've never even read the book neither <laughs> but i'll fucking I'm just sprinkling some salt on there yeah i mean i haven't seen them but it's kind of weird, like you could see like a poster of a movie or like a preview, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, nah. nah, 
you know, fun little trick for that is most of the time when you see a, a trailer in the movies and it has like, or a trailer on TV and it has like the date and the title underneath, you know, the the on top and below the letterbox. When you're watching a commercial on TV, you're like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a shitty movie." Like it's not just you mean like the titles on top and the dates at the bottom. Don't all movies do that? No, no, they don't. Like most of them, like if you say watch, like the Avengers trailer or uh, coming out. Or I guess by the time you're listening to this, it will have come out on Friday, the Star Wars trailer, which is going to come out uh, on Friday, the 12th. Um, you'll, it, it'll, you'll, the screen will be like you're watching the actual movie, right? It's going to take up the whole screen for the most part. All right. And it's, you're watching clips from the movie. A traditional trailer, as you know it, right? Okay. You'll see every once in a while that there's a movie that most of the time, I hate to say this, but they happen to be like WWE Pictures Presents, you know, or like. Some you know what's wh- funny is I can't even remember any of their movies, but one of them was a kid with a laser gun, right? Or something. Uh, Yeah. Dude, they've actually had some weird good movies, which really? is. Really? Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so you'll watch like, you watch some of those um, trailers come out and they'll, they'll say like. It'll have a weird little graphic at the top that says, you know, in theaters, May 22nd. And down below, it'll say, like, you know, either the title or whatever. Um, And so it's like uh, it makes the trailer seem cheaper. And you just know that the movie's going to be bad. Pay attention next time you like when you I think most of the time it happens on TV. Because if you're looking at YouTube, uh, YouTube will tend to just show you the actual the full trailer. But. Yeah, every once in a while you see those, and I'm just like, ooh, that's going to be a bad movie because they went with the I'm cheapo gonna, trailer. I'm going to pay attention because I don't feel like I've ever encountered that. Or maybe it just wasn't You have. Attention. You just might not have paid attention to it. But it happens from time to time, and it's it's like – like I think that um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't the Mortal Engines, but it was some other like emo-sounding name. I didn't even watch that. And it was Peter Jackson, but like I, I normally don't look at Rotten Tomatoes. Because I, I, I want to judge it for myself. But yeah. I happened to catch, like, the rating. And I was like, oh, it didn't look that – like, it, it did terrible. Yeah, exactly. It it, uh, it was not it was not great. Um, but Holy, I just looked at the list of – they've made a shit ton of movies. Yeah, they actually have more than I actually thought. I, 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 I don't even remember most the of Flintstones these. Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown? <laughs> what the – I would have to say, just looking at the list, the most successful one is probably the Scorpion King. Yeah, Scorpion King. There was there was like one really good one, dude. They've they've teamed up with Scooby Doo, the Jetsons, and the Flintstones. What is happening? <laughs> um, there was a jingle all the way too. Yeah, I guess. And a Marine Six, apparently. <laughs> maybe maybe I was, I'm looking Marine Four movie was, target. I'm pretty sure there was one where I think it had Halle Berry in it, and ooh, Leprechaun Origins. Oh, I think that's the new one. Kind of a they they switched the actor. This though. is from July. Uh, this is from 2014. Oh, so never mind. Something. I know there's a there's but that was WWE. There's a there's a new Leprechaun, um, but they switched the actor, and I, I really liked um, reading his first name. Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, God, boy, so amazing. <laughs> Such range. <laughs> no, uh, Warwick, but I can't remember uh, his first name. But uh, he was Warwick Davis. Yeah, was it? Yeah, you talking about Wicket? <laughs> Did he play Wicket? Warwick Davis. Did he play Wicked? Yeah. And Willow. And yeah, Willow. Willow for sure. Yeah. I didn't know he was Wicked. Yeah, he was Wicked. Because Wicked's 
Wicket's like dude, he's aging. Wicket's like amazingly. Middle, Wicket's like middle name is like Warwick or something like that. Warwick, Wicket. I don't know. There was some Holy, like that connection dude between them. Is well, aging he very gracefully. He, no, he was like he was. I think he was like thirteen or something when he was in Star Wars. Oh, okay. So okay. he was like a little kid, but you know, like he stayed little. <laughs> but uh, now, now I got to go watch uh, Star Wars. No. Um, <laughs> Oh God! Um, uh, the Ewok, great Ewok adventure. No, damn it! The celebration of life. Wait, wait, they call him a peck. What is it? Uh, oh God! Willow. Willow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It just got released on uh, 4K, I think. I'm pretty sure. Such a fucking classic. Uh, <laughs> my nerdy confession uh, this week. Um, let's see. What could it be? Okay, so my nerdy confession is, um. And it'll kind of lead into uh, Shazam. Um, one of probably I came to the realization that probably my favorite DC character that I always kind of had like a soft spot for in my heart was Shazam or Captain Marvel. I always liked him better than Superman because I thought Superman was just everyone just writes his powers so he's just better than everyone. <laughs> and I always, you know, from I was I'm always more of a Marvel guy, so you know, obviously I I don't. I don't read super deep into the mythos of, you know, DC. I, you know, I kind of know what happens in like certain story arcs as they kind of release like the infinite crisis on infinite earth and new 52 and all that stuff. But I always really liked Shazam or Captain Marvel, um, especially when he fought Superman and like, cause he's, cause Shazam is powerful in magic, and Superman is weak against magic. That's what I was. I got into a debate with someone when I was like, "If they fought, Shazam would win," and it's like, "No, Superman's stronger." I was like, "Yeah, but Shazam uses magic, and it's not a hit, it's not as bad as Kryptonite, but it does fuck him up." Yeah, well, and, and there have been several instances of the two of them fighting each other um, throughout the comics and throughout the animated series and stuff like that too. My favorite one, which kind of sparked all of this, was Kingdom Come, which is an awesome comic. It's like a, I think it's a one shot, maybe it's like one graphic novel's worth of uh, stories, and it kind of takes place further into the future where Superman's got a little gray up on his temples. Batman's like body is so broken that he has to have like a bionic suit to kind of keep him upright and still fight crime. Sounds about right. And um, and uh, you know. Wonder Woman's just a you know she's just a hot mom now. <laughs> she's an age, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if she was even in that or not. And I just I I was I trying to run through the Justice League real quick. I was kind I kind of always assumed uh, Superman didn't like. I felt like once he reached kind of like peak, like he wouldn't age from there. Yeah, who knows how far this is in the future? I mean, like I will say, Batman looks way older than Superman does. Well, I mean, he's regular human, so yeah, maybe Superman uses just for men. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> just for men. It's just for men, Superman, not for aliens. Um, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of cool characters that show up in, in it. Um, uh, Red Robin is in it, I believe, at one point, um, which is like Dick Grayson grown up and wearing a shitty costume. <laughs> if you ever see Red Robin, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but one of the cool climactic scenes in it is Captain Marvel fighting Superman. And it's funny, too, because I think Billy Batson is actually grown up. So he's just a regular dude. And then when he says Shazam, it just looks like he puts on a suit really fast. <laughs> like, he's not a little kid anymore. It'd be funny if he was just kind of, like, fat 
and like or <laughs> sucks it. Yeah, just you know, or the opposite. He's like really like you know like thin and weak and just kind of beefs up. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, he basically looks like Shazam in normal clothes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they fight each other, and there's some mind control involved, which kind of explains why they're actually fighting each other. Um, but man, Shazam takes Superman to town for a while. But uh, you know, spoiler to the end of this comic book that came out in what year? Ninety six. Ninety six. Spoilers for nineteen ninety six. But uh, Superman, like you know, he's getting like Shazam lightning bolted. Over and over and over again. Blood's actually coming out of his ears and stuff. So you see Superman bleed, which is pretty cool. And then finally, uh, he goes to say Shazam again. He says, shut. And then you see Superman just like grab his mouth. And he's like, enough. And then he's like, oh, fuck. It's on. (laughs) And then Superman ends up winning that battle for the time. See, the only time, it wasn't even a fight. And it was when Mortal Kombat, or I guess the team that did Mortal Kombat, did the... um... Oh, Injustice. Where he just... Lasers his, lasers his brain. Yeah. I was like, he just killed a child. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> murdered that little kid. Yeah, that was intense. They they did a comic based on that, or maybe the game was based on the comic. I don't know which came first, like chicken or egg style. But uh, yeah, that was like, oh shit! <laughs> Superman would destroy everyone if he wasn't like he's always. He always feels like he's holding back. I think you know. Yeah. But I you kind of have to, I mean, when you're that fucking strong. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but I think with him more than any other character, you always feel like, you know, he never, even when he's like beating someone, beating someone up like Dark Side or like Apocalypse, one of these crazy characters, you always feel like he's holding back a little bit. And then sometimes to a fault when he gets killed or, you know, knocked out or whatever, but... I think it killed. He goes into a deep, yeah, deep that's sleep. Stupid. That's why I don't read DC. <laughs> No, Marvel's getting just as bad with, like... The Captain America dying coming back was terrible. Yeah. Like, part of me, like, okay, I love Captain America, and part of me is glad that he's back. But but the other part of me, which was a sad part... Like, interdimensional bullet, or what? Time-shifting bullet? But part of me wished that he had stayed dead, at least for a little while longer, just because, like, I remember reading that issue when it came out, and I was like... I was upset because he's like my favorite comic book character. And well, it was, it was kind of the way they did it too. Like, dude, like he he got like sniped, like in ha- he was in handcuffs. I think well, too. He was, like coming he, out of court or so something. They, he was about to get sniped, and so he he goes and pushes. Uh, I think it was Agent Sarah Carter, who's like Peggy Carter's uh, great grandniece or granddaughter or whatever, pushes her out of the way to save her because Crossbones. Um, who was also in, he was in Winter Soldier and stuff. Yeah, briefly. Was trying to uh, snipe him, and so he put or snipe her or something. So he pushes her out of the way, and then she shoots him while he's on the ground because she was mind controlled by the Red Skull's daughter, who was working with I forget what the doctor's name was. One of the German Nazi doctors who can like mind control, and so she actually killed him. And they were like you know romantically involved, so it was even worse because like oh no, she killed him, and so. Yeah, it, it sucks. Like it kind of sucks how he went out, but like it was a cool ending to Civil War, you know. And it was it made that storyline it gave it weight so you know? much more important, right? Exactly. And now it's like that was the last time where I'm like, okay, this is like this is like that was the last Marvel story where I was like, holy shit! Like everything, you know, 
like everything changed after that. So you mean yeah. it? You were okay when it turned out uh, Captain America was an agent of uh, Hydra? <laughs> <laughs> he's getting as of really he's as of recently he's been getting a lot of bad writing i feel yeah yeah i don't know what's going on with that i mean i don't know if ed brubaker is still involved with it or not but like when ed brubaker was writing captain america comics um where bucky took over and and that sort of thing and then also when he you know when he died and leading up to that that was some of the best comic you know uh captain america comics that i ever remember reading. that's when he became head of shield right he he kind of left the mantle of uh Captain America, and he was like, it just. Uh, well, I mean, he was he was definitely Captain America, um, leading up to it, but it was it was written more like more like Winter Soldier was, where it was kind of like spy, you know, you know, eighty spy movie kind of uh, feel to it, um, where he's like tracking down the Red Skull's daughter and this and that, um, and then after that, I think after he comes back, that's when he becomes Captain America leader of shield or whatever where he just has no mask on yeah yeah and, and it's kind of similar to the outfit he had um in, in the, the MCU. yeah yeah in the in the movies yeah so i don't know how we got so far off topic but long story short captain marvel or shazam as he is now known today is one of my favorite dc characters if not my favorite um and i think that the movie that just came out is Almost like the best I could, ex- you know, expect to happen well, from a well, I'll talk Shazam about, movie. We'll talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. But um, I really liked that they finally left the direction of trying to be dark and yeah. this like sepia like background or whatever the filter. Yeah, like not is. not everything has to be super like doom and gloom. You know what I mean? I'm I'm and it's very much a kids movie. Like first off, like mm-hmm. anyone who hasn't watched it and, and anyone who listens to us. Probably you guys already did, but it's it's definitely a kids movie. But that's not it's not bad. I I can still enjoy. They did a good job of making it a kids movie, but still enjoyable for for everyone. And um, what's his name? Uh, Zachary. Uh, Zachary Levi. Oh, dude, amazing as Shazam. And um, he's been he's been good for so long in in little parts here and there. Like he had a small part in Thor two, I think it was. He was one of the Warriors three or whatever. His uh, uh, his. He was amazing in it. Uh, the kids were were great. Chuck uh, was great. I, I never watched Chuck, but now I want. Now, now I'm a fan of Zachary. So, um, but um, he did a great job of like I was very. It didn't seem to me like it was some dude acting immature. Like it really felt like he like he had a child's mind inside this big huge body. Not only that, like I feel like he did a good job of making it seem like you weren't watching two separate characters. Right, right, right. You know, you're watching Billy Batson as a kid and Billy Batson as a superhero and trapped in a Superman's body. Kind they, of um, they did a good job of like because in the beginning, you know, he's he's kind of I don't want to say douche, but, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, right. he's, he's lone wolf. Well, yeah. And um, when he's transitioned to Shazam, he's like kind of more upbeat, but it's it wasn't unbelievable. It, it still worked for me. Right. And it was like it, it was kind of refreshing to see. You know, first of all, I think one of the reasons why this is this movie is successful in its storytelling and why I think it will be financially successful is that it's the first time in a while that we've actually gotten the DC like origin story. You know what I mean? That's true. So, like, you know, obviously we had Wonder Woman. I think that was the last one you could kind of consider being an origin story. 
But my argument with that one is, yes, you see where Wonder Woman came from. You see the, the island of Amazons. But you don't see how she started fighting crime. She went from that where you're like dealing with a world takeover from a, a literal god kind of thing, right? And then somehow we're going to get to Justice League. But I think Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be her fighting crime, which I'm excited for. Um, but like Batman, like the last, the Batman origin story we saw was Batman Begins, yeah. which was like, I don't know, like, over 10 years ago, I want to say. Yeah, I, I want to say it's like late, early 2000s or something like that. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it. But anyway, <laughs> um, and then Superman, like, which you don't, we need, don't really you don't need, need to redo Superman. It's the same thing as like Spider-Man. Like we've seen it. Yeah. Everyone knows you don't need to see it. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to see that. And then Aquaman is kind of its own weird thing. Like. We saw a little bit of him growing up as a kid, but also he was introduced so quickly into Justice League that you're like, okay, well, he's already Aquaman. <laughs> and we saw, yeah, okay, he trained with Willem Dafoe you know, as a little kid, but like, there's so much time missing there. We didn't get a real satisfying origin story. This one, you see Billy Batson meeting the wizard Shazam, getting the powers. I was laughing really hard. He says, hold my staff. <laughs> He's like, ew. <laughs> and that's what I liked about it. You know, it was like, it was, everything seemed real. In a, in and a, it was very mature, but it, I mean, that just goes to show our fucking maturity yeah, level, I guess. But, <laughs> but it's like, that's totally what I would have thought in the moment. Like, yo, what? I don't want to touch your your staff, you old dude. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, what's cool about it, though, is that like, like if you if you read Shazam's origin story on paper, it is the most ridiculous sounding, <laughs> not only superhero, but the most ridiculous sounding origin story ever. Okay, it's this little boy. He gets on a train that turns into a magic train. Then it transports him to a wizard's cave where, like, all these cool, like, uh, mythological it, it very things much are. It is a mixed bag of everything. Like, yeah. you, like there's wizards, oh. there's okay, gods. There's yeah. <laughs> so a couple things to know about Shazam, like, just going into the movie. Will be There's Shazam. The Judaism, word Shazam, like. yeah. <laughs> the word Shazam actually outlines his powers. So he's got the wisdom of Solomon, which, which we'll talk S, about in a second. <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. The uh, strength of Hercules, which is H. The stamina of Atlas. The power of Zeus. The endurance. Endurance. Uh, endurance. No, the courage. The courage of Achilles. Was, was it the courage? It was something about Achilles. Yeah. The, yeah, the courage of Achilles and the speed of Mercury. Right. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. <laughs> so we'll leave Solomon for the last because I know you have something to say about it. Hercules, not really a god, but a demigod. Demigod. Okay, I can deal with that. Right. Atlas. Was it, was he a titan? I think he's technically a titan, but I think it's also, yeah, I think it's a, a Greek titan. I I'll think look that one up. Zeus, obviously, king of the gods, Hercules' dad. Um, and then you have Achilles, who was, he was, was he technically a He was a also demigod? a demigod. Um, I forgot who was his uh, mother, but his mother was a god. Okay. And, if, uh, and people she, will correct she's, us. She's, she's the, the one who dipped, who dipped, him, dipped in him in the river, right? River sticks by, yeah, the Achilles heel. But also, it's like, okay, wouldn't you rather have the invulnerability of Achilles? But I guess that means you would have a weak point. <laughs> but was he particularly brave? Do you have to be brave if you're impervious to damage? I don't, I'm not, I don't remember. I not, that's what sucks is I love uh, Greek mythology, but I don't remember if he knew he was invincible or if he just thought he was that amazing. Yeah. I feel like once in your life, you'd like, 
yep. try to stab yourself. Atlas was a titan. Nice. Okay. And then you have Mercury, which is a Roman god, right. which I don't is Hermes. The- Right. I always get the names mixed up, like who, because yeah. the Romans came over, like, we like this shit, Romans, we're going to rename shit. The easiest way is that Romans did all the planets. Okay. So, you know, you had Mercury was Hermes, Venus is Aphrodite, uh, Jupiter is Zeus, Saturn is... Doesn't matter. I want to say it's Hades, Neptune is Poseidon, you know, water, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, and then I think Uranus was, I think that, I think that was actually a type. It's called, you pronounce Uranus. 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 Um, but yeah, so, uh, interesting powers there. And then of course the wisdom of, of King Solomon. Which, <laughs> which they seem to looked over in the movie because he wasn't too bright when he switched over. Yeah. He still Unless acts like a kid. But one thing I did kind of read up is that. One thing with the wisdom of Solomon doesn't necessarily change his personality, which obviously didn't. But and maybe we just didn't see it come into play. But he's supposed to have, you know, better strategy skills once he's in Shazam uh, yeah. form. After the movie, I read about it, and yeah, he's and he's supposed to know all, all the, the sciences. Oh, all the sciences! All the sciences. He's supposed also, to be. He's also supposed to understand every language, right, which is exactly. kind of crazy too. Um, so hey, maybe we'll see a little bit more of that. You know, later, like he's he's like uh, maybe studying in school or something. He's like, and granted, man, I just know all this shit. Maybe that'll did. be a fun way to. And granted, he may not know that he has access to because he didn't know he could fly. He didn't know he can like uh, his strength. He didn't know his powers, yeah. which is also what I really fucking like. That it was really funny them like trying to figure out how do you fly. Yeah, like when he got shot, mm-hmm. and he's like, shoot me again, <laughs> shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. <laughs> When he was like, well, we don't know if it's the suit or him. Shoot him in the face. It's yeah. like, dude, that's terrible. Because yeah. what if it wasn't? Yeah, I know. So crazy. And, and you know, uh, there'll be some, I'd say from this point on, there'll be some brief spoilers. So if you haven't seen Shazam, you know, the fuck skip, is wrong skip with you? forward a little bit. But I feel like, judging by the box office uh, revenue, I think most people have seen it. But um, I really enjoyed that they included the Shazam family. At the end, with all of his brothers and or foster brothers and sisters, that was really cool, and that was always a big part of Shazam. Was and that I wanted to ask you because it seems like you're more knowledgeable mm-hmm. in it. Um, so, do they each? Because in the movie, it seemed like they each specialized in one of Shazam's powers. Yeah. So, so kind of in this, I think largely because um, originally there was like there was like uh, in the original Captain Marvel ones, there was like Shazam Junior. And like Miss Shazam, and then like Uncle Shazam, which was stupid. Or but they were called Marvel at that point. But anyway, um, yeah, Cap- or there was like Lieutenant Marvel or something underneath Captain Marvel. Anyway, um, so f- the new Fifty Two kind of um, basically came up with this origin story, which is when they kind of redid everyone and modernized everyone's origin story in the DC universe. Um, and so. It was just like it was. Each one of them is one of his foster brothers and sisters. Um, and yes, they, they each kind of specialize in one of the uh But they powers. still have all the they powers. S- they still have all the powers to a lesser extent, you know? Okay. Like, like... Uh, that would suck if you're, spe- <laughs> you're specialized in the flying. It's like, God damn, I mean, it's cool, but... Yeah, well, I think that was I think that was the kid who, who had the, uh, the crutches. crutches, yeah. You know, which is kind of fun. You know, it's a play on like what his weakness is as, you know, as a normal person. And then you have one who's really strong, obviously one who's super fast. 
the girl who went to college is super smart. <laughs> um, and, and so like, uh, they all have their kind of specialty. Um, and, but only regular Shazam has the best of everything kind of thing. So. Right, right, right. That's, that's kind of what I figured it, it, the movie implied it, but I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that is kind of, uh, how it breaks down in the comics, but yeah, I like that they had a, all of them in it because that's always been kind of a cool part of um, the Shazam like story is that he gets by with, you know, his family and, and friends and stuff. He's never by himself kind of thing. Cause a little kid given all the superpowers in the world would still have a hard time with certain sure. things. You still have, you know, they need to work things out together and it makes it appeal to a younger audience, I think, which is really cool. Now, not every movie's perfect. Yeah. So, uh, the nitpicking, of stuff. Time to pick some nits. I the designs of the sins were not the best. Right. So he's fighting the seven deadly sins, um, which uh, the backstory to that is Black Adam actually let them out back in the olden times. Oh, so maybe in the sequel, the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's probably... actually they did mention their first champion. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Black Adam. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so hopefully we'll get to see that in Shazam too. And they said they are working on quickly coming out with Shazam 2 because they don't want all the kids to grow up and like you oh, know, age out of the story kind of thing. So they are working quickly. So hopefully we'll get another one quickly. Um, but yeah, the designs but were yeah, they look, not. They look like background characters in a Men in Black movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Somewhat, I, a friend that I watched it with was like, dude, they look like, they look like uh, the statues you see at um, the Halloween, the spirit stories. I'm like, that's kind of true. They did kind of yeah, look like yeah. that. Um, but really sh- poor, like creature design for sure. In like, there were some cool little aspects, but they really, I don't understand why they didn't just cater to their specific sin. Like right. I, I could, I could not tell you which one was a sin unless Except the only for gluttony. gluttony's the only one. And he was, he was on the closest thing to a cool design. Envy. I could kind of see it. Cause when you finally see him, he's small and you're like, okay, maybe he envies all these big, strong sins that are around him. Maybe that's kind of his deal. Sloth wasn't just like laying around in the corner, right? You know, you know I mean? and they were all super fast, like you couldn't even tell which one would be yeah. sloth. But even even uh, even Shazam joked about it. He's like, you know, I would have expected lust to be hotter. It's yeah. just like, yeah. So they knew, yeah, <laughs> which is very very strange to me. But um, yeah, who know, who knows why that came about? Just cutting corners, I guess. I mean, it was effective, but it it was the the best thing I come up with is they didn't want to make them too scary or sexy because it's a kids movie. Which, right. but but still, you know, like they still ate people. Like, yeah, they still, still killed people's people. heads yeah. off and like threw them out of windows. So I mean, there's, it it was a weird weird choice. I think. I mean, you think about it, you're gonna sell more toys if you have different character designs. Right. You know what I mean? Rather than all the, they all look like turd monsters <laughs> with different arms and stuff. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I wish there was a little bit more thought put into it. That was, that was my biggest complaint. And then also, which has nothing to do with the movie, but I think they gave away too many of the little jokes and stuff in the trailers. trailers. But I can kind of see why they did it too. Trying to sell a movie, man. Yeah, you know, and not just try to sell a movie, but like DC has been notorious for underwhelming movies, at least lately. Um, and they've gotten better with, you know, Aquaman was fine, Wonder Woman was great, um, and then this was awesome. So, uh, I think they're getting on on the right track, but I think they really wanted to show how much of a departure it was from you know 
all the other movies. Another thing I would say is uh, I felt like they gave um, Dr. Uh, Savannah, Mark Strong's character, like, I don't think they really need to explain his backstory. Like, they, I, 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 I could... It, I could imagine cutting that out, and it still would have it would have still been a yeah good movie. Like um, I could kind of, I mean, I could kind of see like it, it justifies why he's upset with Shazam, why he, you know why he's jealous of Shazam. But I would he's just, also envious, and that's why he, that envy was the last one stuck inside right, right. of him, kind of thing. So I can kind of see the justification. I liked, I actually did like seeing him as a little kid and kind of seeing like. Okay, he, you know, Shazam, the wizard Shazam was looking for a kid pure of heart. And how bad was he at his job? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he was terrible. All these people all over the world. And that's Well, the he... last one he found was in ancient Egypt time cuz that's <laughs> that's when Black Adam's from. <laughs> what I was going to say, what I was going to say is um, a big break in the middle. Like they show uh him um he's financing this psychiatrist who thinks that there's this world phenomenon of people having the same recurring uh dreams, mm-hmm. which they could have just started it from there. Some dude who who believed it and wanted to get I, to the end. I of think it. what they should have done is they should have started with him there. So you're like, ooh, who is this guy? Why is he so interesting? And then introduce. And then he has a little flashback of him as the kid seeing the wizard. I think that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. I think it was. I think it was kind of. It could have been ordered a little differently and maybe a little bit cut out of it. Like realistically, he didn't need to throw his dad out a window, but you know like, <laughs> that that scene was a little gratuitous. But well, it kind of showed what. Well, well, I don't remember what his brother called him, but I was like, "Damn, that's harsh!" And then his dad just kind of smirked, and it's like, "Damn, what yeah. a piece of shit!" Yeah, <laughs> man, what a piece of shit family. And obviously, he still had money because yeah. he's funding this other thing. So like, they're okay with just giving him a bunch of money, but then they're still like, "God, look at this guy. He's not even a man." <laughs> Man, you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> um, but overall, I mean, it, I think I think the movie was awesome. There's a cool little cameo at the end um, where uh, Superman comes in. You don't. It's it's you don't see it's his head. Chest. It's chest down. And the, and so I read up on that too. Henry Cavill was originally supposed to be there, but scheduling issues. Which whenever they say scheduling issues, I'm like, first of all. Dude, he's busy. How long does it take to put him into the super suit and film one, like, two-line scene? He's super busy with The Witcher, dude. I don't care. (laughs) Actually, I'm kind of excited for that. I never really played The Witcher games. I played it a little bit, and then... It's just the controls weren't very good, but I really want to play it and experience it. But I also don't want to start on The Witcher 3 because there's all its backstory. You know, we haven't heard anything about it other than when they showed him in that terrible wig. But other than that... We'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, yeah, so Superman's at the end. So you're like, okay, cool, this does. And and there's other clever ways of tying it into the DC universe, which I thought was clever. Like his brother had, or his foster brother had the bullet that was, you know, bounced, off, a bounced off of Superman. It was like had a certificate of authenticity and everything. Um, so it's kind of cool to see how the world around these guys really react. Because we don't really see... In most of these uh, movies that have been coming out, you don't see what it's like living in the world with these superheroes, right? You have a couple key components like Lois Lane, uh, Superman's parents. Um, then you have in Aquaman, like his dad, and that's and then maybe the bar pe- people at the bar. But most of the time, they're kind of they're off in their own like superhero world. Where in you know a lot of the Marvel movies, especially like Spider Man's. 
you really see like the world of Marvel comics and all the normal people living around it, I think, which is really cool. So um, this, I feel like this movie really did a good job of kind of making the DC universe seem bigger than just the superheroes. Well, let's hope they continue it, but who knows? Yeah, I hope so. I I, I hope it's going to be good. Um, I just I just stop with the with the Zack Snyder. Just stop. He's done enough. <laughs> like, yeah. just, just don't. No more. Everyone, you know, like, and don't get me wrong. I actually like Zack Snyder, and I think that he gets. He's in a weird position because on one hand you have like, oh, everyone wants to see like the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. It I don't been so much better. I don't. I always hear people talk about it. I, was like, I don't need it. But I then, don't need it. On the other hand, you have people bitching about how Zack Snyder just like like couldn't do Superman right and like how he did a terrible job on Man of Steel. Like pick pick your opinions, people. <laughs> like what do you want? So, you know, I I say that Justice League is what it is. Maybe it would have been different, and maybe the continuation would have been different, but Warner Brothers doesn't have that as their priority anymore. Like, that's not, you know, they're not talking about coming out with a new Justice League movie for a while, or, you know, Batman, new Batman movie is not going to be for like two, three more years. Flash movie is on hold. Like, everything is on hold in the superhero world, and they're kind of doing it one movie at a time, which they should have really realistically started out that way and made a couple really good standalone movies and then come together for justice league i think it would have worked out better that way but we we have some time to wait until we see another justice league movie but i am super excited for shazam 2 now that'll be great wonder woman 1984 looks super awesome i hope they they, we haven't heard that the rock is out of it right i mean he's still he's still gonna play no and he was actually one of the executive producers or something on the movie I saw Dwayne Johnson go by as uh, one of the credits on there. So, yeah, uh, he, he's still – they're actually talking about making a standalone Black Adam movie. Oh, watch him transition and from make the him, champion to bad. Yeah, it's going to be kind of like – supposedly it's going to be kind of an anti-hero movie where you kind of see like – you kind of see him become a hero and then his transition into being a bad guy and releasing the seven deadly sins and stuff, so – yeah, kind of, kind of cool. I, I'm excited. I think that's a cool universe, and like it stands on its own. Like, yes, obviously, like Batman and Superman are mentioned in the movie, as is Aquaman, but it, and Wonder Woman, I think, briefly. But it's like it can stand on its own. You don't really have to know. You don't have to know the backstory. It does a great job of explaining the backstory yeah, and of his the character powers and everything and his powers. Um, cause you're learning his powers just as he is, you know, which is pretty cool, but yeah, awesome movie. Go see Shazam. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it is good that they never actually called him Captain Marvel. I think that coming out a month or two after Marvel's Captain Marvel. Well, it's, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, but it does, it does make it like it makes me wonder what they're going to do for Shazam 2 like is he just never going to say his name because he always transforms whenever he does that well I think they're just going to call him Shazam I did like all of those dumb names with the sparkle fingers yeah or... Captain Sparkle Fingers and stuff they should have just called him at the end he's like you know what just call me the Captain and then that would have been that cool nah because that's Captain America dude it's Cap yeah I know I know <laughs> why did Marvel and DC have to get in such a big fight <laughs> So we saw another movie, uh, which is in theaters now, um, which is actually a remake of a movie called Pet Cemetery. It's where you bury your pets <laughs> or your family members. It's a great family film. <laughs> oh, my God. Definitely not. 
definitely not a family film. This one uh, is one that you see uh, after the kids have gone to sleep. Um, but yeah, uh, Stephen King, based on Stephen King novel, um, the kind of the the rough story goes, you know, this city family moves out to the country, and they find this creepy pet cemetery, and beyond the pet cemetery, they find like a burial ground where, you know, if you bury things there, sometimes they end up coming back after the, you know, after they're dead. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's really no way of discussing the movie without spoiling a little bit, but seeing as the movie already came out I, I feel 20, like a, 30 years ago. Everyone, well, maybe not everyone, but ev- like, a, a, I would say the majority of people have seen the original, which was great. Uh, I saw it as a kid, so I don't remember it too much. So when I, what I'm going to talk about is strictly the new one. I'm not going to reference the old movie too much because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Um, well, I'd say for the most part, the same the same ideas are there, right? You know, um, obviously the cat plays a big part of it. Where Church Churchill, love, love Winston, that name, Winston Churchill. Uh, their they ca- family cat uh, gets murdered. Well, it doesn't get murdered. I mean, it gets hit by a car or something like that. And so, you know, they go and bury him out in this what turns out to be an Indian burial ground kind of situation, evil spirits and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, the cat shows up again, and you're like, "Oh fuck, something's wrong with that cat." And uh, he's still like kind of zombie looking, and, and I mean not not crazy like where you'd still be like, oh, that's a cool cat, but he's kind of dirty and maybe like a little dead a little bit. <laughs> um, and then, but the cat starts acting funny, and then tragedy hits his family. We're, we're going to spoil this movie, so if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Fuck you, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, in we'll just say in the book, this little boy gets killed. Um, by uh, a car, the Orinco, I believe, um, semi. Well, I actually named the uh, car brand. I'll get into. Well, I'll, I'll let you finish, and then I'll. I'll I in, will speak. Anyway, in, in the book, the little boy gets hit by a car and dies, and it's very sad. And in the book, it's like you look at the book, and there's still like half a book left. Yeah, like holy shit, what's going to happen now? And so the uh, the dad takes him to this burial ground, buries him, and the son comes back. And crazy stuff in, happens after that. So I guess I didn't spoil it too much. That is kind of the middle point of the movie. So um, I really liked um, this this uh, Pet Cemetery. I was going to say this version of it, but Pet Cemetery. Um, a lot of people have been hating on it. and you need to shut up. <laughs> well, part of it is they're saying it's – different than the original it is which is fine i don't need i don't need a shot for shot you know of of a remake right and i think it's it's enough in the spirit of the original that it's it is the same story right right. like like spoilers uh it's not gage it's uh ellie who gets uh who gets murdered the daughter gets killed which which that was a fun twist for me because well, I, I was okay with it. like in the original movie gage it was creepy because he's this little sweet little innocent kid that's going around yeah. murdering and you don't assume that from you know you obviously don't see that you know you you would never picture a murderous kid and particularly with this cute child but right. uh what i liked about ellie is that she could speak and it like the stuff she said and first off that actress was amazing she, <laughs> she was she played a sweet girl very well and she played like that little bitch is crazy, <laughs> like yeah. super well. She was good, and like, not only was she hurting and killing people, but she was fucking with their minds, uh, and yeah. which was an extra. You know, she was talking about people's past and like 
um, you know, like what she was saying to the mom, like you wished your sister was dead, and yeah. uh, which she did. You know, she re- she resented having to help her her little sister. So it's she's just hurting them emotionally, exactly. And you know, like physically yep. and emotionally, like in particularly as they're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the stuff that I like. Um, some Easter eggs. Not sure if a lot of people caught it, but um, Judd's dog was Cujo. Yep. And like that's awesome. You know, he talks about like uh, people thought. Like I love that. The, and I'm not. I, well, he was Saint Bernard. He got rabies. He's yeah. Like, oh fuck. And it was it was awesome that he would tie in because that's one of the things I loved. I love about Stephen King is that he mixes his books in this mm-hmm. universe. And these directors did that. You know, like we got uh, introduction to uh, Cujo. Um, the symbols on the trees when they go up to the the sour land, mm-hmm. it's it's a circle. Um, it's actually the tahin symbol from the dark towers. The, the eye of or whatever. It wasn't the um, the eye of um, the crimson king, crimson but king. it was the symbol that the tahins have on their head, oh, which is the okay. villains in the dark tower. Yeah, the animal people. Yeah, and uh, man, I can't think of other stuff that I caught, but there uh, were th- there was a sign for dairy. Right, right, um, Dairy Man, which is where it, you know, when that's where a lot of them took place. I think a lot of them took right, place. Right, right. Um, there was cool little Easter eggs like that, and I, I could imagine for people who aren't big into Stephen King's books or his universe, like, uh, that stuff is kind of lost on them that, um, you know, fans like us would, would catch, you know, mm-hmm. that, that was awesome to see. Yeah. So um, I really liked it. I thought there was cool elements to it. Well, well yeah, and I think you're right, though. It's like... No one really wants a, you know, a scene for scene remake. Like, why would you want that? Yeah, just watch the original. Watch the original. If if you're not going to try to improve upon it and take it to a different place, like, what's the point? And like, one thing Stephen King has been very open about, which is really cool. He he's never been one of those guys who's like, oh, you know, fuck this, you know, that they, they uh, ruined my vision. The only time he really did that was the with Shining. the Shining. Yeah, right. And and like. Oh, and that if, was the other thing. Sorry, was, oh, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but the other thing that I loved was the kid had the shine uh, gauge. Yeah, because he could see um, the dead, um, the college kid who had died earlier, right. who was trying to warn them. That's true. And I was like, "Oh man, he has the shine! Like that's really cool!" Like, yeah. um, but sorry, but yeah, that plays in, that. Pl- and he obviously it sounds like he got it from his mom. His mom's, you know, constantly seeing her dead right. sister and stuff, and. And they were probably getting close to like a thinny or something like Which that. Which is the Badlands. Yeah, there was there's so many things that I loved yeah, about it. You can kind of like it, it wasn't directly said a lot of stuff, but, but a lot of stuff's implied. A lot of it is implied. The town they were in was Ludlow, which is you know, there's a town of Lud that's messed up in the dark tower. Right, right, right. right. Um, but uh yeah, you know, it's it's like uh the shining it, I think should get a pass anyway, because yes, it was not like his book. But at the same time, it it's gave a us a, it's a Stanley Kubrick yeah. movie. So that's the only one where you're like, okay, he didn't like it. But, like, you got to admit, it's a good movie. <laughs> um, but the other ones, like, The Mist is one that always sticks with me. Because the ending to that, he Stephen King was like, well, if I had thought of that, I would have put that in my book. Because yeah. that is way better. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, People hated hated me, hated me that I liked The Mist and I liked the ending. I was like, Dude, The Mist is so good. It's, it's just, so good. I was like, dude, put yourself in that guy's place. Like, what are you like? If you really think that the death outside is going to be worse for your family, like, yeah. And then the best part is like, right, like, right after he runs out of bullets to kill himself, and then the military come, and it's like, yeah. fuck, had I just waited? Like, yeah. I don't know, like, and it's it's it, and Stephen King has a bunch of those endings 
where, where like it's like Pet Cemetery is a perfect example where the ending is it's not a happy ending. It's not like it is a resolution. It is, you know, it like ties up the story, but it's not always like, oh, man, they whoop, we overcame that and got out of it. You know, it's, it's not always like that. I And I just think that, uh, you know, a lot of people who who go into, you know, he's not a normal author like his stories do not follow a like uh, a formula so to speak right i feel like he you know people who read stephen king get it they're like dude who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> like you know he ran over the fucking little kid with a truck you know in the stand everyone dies in the first like 100 pages and you're like there's a thousand more pages what are we doing so um and you know magic comes out of nowhere and this and that so it's I love that about him and his stories. And I think that this, this uh, movie actually does a great job of it. And it, it does a good job of tweaking certain elements to make it new and fresh, but while still staying really true to the original. I also, I, I like, there are some jump scares, but there are also um, some jump fakes. Like uh, when the dad gets up and he's looking out the window and you're like, you're waiting and there's that classic uh... pause. And you're like, oh, this is where you're gonna get the you know loud noise and the freak out. Yeah. And there wasn't. It was you do see the ghost in the background, and he follows. It. I was like, oh, that was cool. That was a cool little fake out. Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I don't, I don't always need a jump scare. Right. And know? if it's gonna do it, like, uh, I don't know. The thing that gets me more is is the things that just like creep me out so much that I wish it was a jump scare. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're like, oh, you, you just your whole body cringes up. And you're just like waiting for something bad to happen, and it just doesn't, and it just remains creepy for way too long. <laughs> That's my favorite. Like when she's lying in bed with him, and you're just like, "Oh God, oh no, what's happening?" Oh, when he's lying next to uh, to his daughter, to Ellie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so creepy. I loved it. Um, in the spirit of Pet Cemetery, uh, we decided, you know, that being being at a time where Stephen King is more in the spotlight than he's been in years past, which is awesome. Uh, we came up with uh, our top five, uh, Stephen King stories that should either get a remade movie or, uh, maybe haven't had a movie yet. You know, um, something that maybe has been, uh, missed by Hollywood and their, uh, you know, and their search for new fun, interesting, stories um you want to you want to start or you want to um start? silver bullet Ooh, okay. i would love to see an updated um silver bullet just because um nothing th- not that there's anything wrong with the original uh i love that i love the original but um give a brief synopsis like you know uh, well, I mean, so it's a kid in a wheelchair yep. real active imagination there's some murders going around yep. there's some killings and he's he guesses it's a werewolf he guessed right yeah <laughs> That's it. As, as a title, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the twist is that it's uh, the the priest, and I don't I don't remember if the priest even knew if he was transitioning or mm. not. But um, yeah, I don't know. It w- it would be cool. I haven't seen a great werewolf movie in a while, so it'd be cool to see. Yeah, and it would be one. cool to see one with a Stephen King twist on it. You know, he's always always good at laying some cool stuff in there. I'll uh, see your werewolf, and I'll raise you some vampires. Were you, uh, Salem, I, Salem's lot. I, that was one of mine. So we well, should, we probably should have cross-referenced these, but that's fine. That's okay. It had to be said. Salem's Lot, the original one with, I think, Rob Lowe was in it, wasn't he? 
Um, I'm not too sure. I know he was in the stand. He was in the stand, but I think he might have been in Salem's Lot too. Not 100% sure. Check me on that one, guys. Let me know on Facebook. Um, but it's it's a good vampire story, and it, it's it's creepy enough where it's like, you know, again, small town, but overrun with like a nest of vampires. And it, it could be a really good, you know, scary movie, suspenseful movie without being your classic vampire movie, right? It You don't have to have a Van Helsing type character or anything like that. It's just, you know, how this, the town of Jerusalem's lot is, t- you know, handling these uh, vampires, you know, that like was Father Callahan and... That was one of the first Stephen King books that I've read, and that one legit creeped me out. I don't uh, think I ever actually read that one. I knew I knew about it, and I I'd seen the movie, but I don't know if I ever read the book. It's a good one. Um, it's good. It's I feel like Fright Night tried to borrow a lot from Salem's Lot, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's 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 a great read. Um, it'd be awesome to see. Like I feel like Stephen King's take on vampires is um, it's different. A TV movie. There's a TV one. I believe there was one that they tried to do in 2004, um, but it's his his take on vampires is different. Um, and I love and I know we always talk about the Dark Tower, but what he does with vampires in the Dark Tower was awesome. And to see them bring some of those elements into Salem's Lot would be great. Oh yeah, the TV series was Rob Lowe. Boom. Nailed there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, he he played Ben Ben Mears. <laughs> yeah, James and James Cromwell played Father Callahan. I remember who that. was a great character though, who also shows up in the Dark Tower. Um, yeah, so he, it, it would be great. He definitely had more of a redemption story in the Black Tower. I remember he was kind of a bitch in Salem's Lot for part of it because he failed. Uh, that that was one of the cool things in the book was that um, the cross isn't necessarily what hurts the vampire; it's your belief in it. Yeah. So the stronger you believe in God. The stronger the cross has, which does damage, and that was what was really cool about um, that vampire. So he started making Father Callahan second guess his yeah, belief, exactly. And he's and so like, then it lost its power. It lost its power, and yeah, that makes sense. So that was really cool. That like the way the vampire kind of like, oh shit, I'm uh, I need to overcome this. I can't do it this way. I'm going to use my words, and he just he mind fucked uh, yeah. Father Callahan. Yeah. I think it's I think it's definitely worth another story that's worth taking another look at. You know, even though we've had a mini series and an older movie, I think like do it modern. Let Stephen King have as much control as he wants on it, and let's make this happen. It could be a Netflix movie, you know, or a show, or a mef- Netflix like two or three parter. I think that would work. Um, and I know we kind of mentioned that we weren't really going to talk about this, but Dark Tower <laughs> needs to be mentioned. It's funny how we said it before. We're not going to talk about it. We're talk about it all the time, but yeah, it's, it definitely so, so here's my pitch for the Dark Tower. The movie that happened should just be stricken from the record. That was, in a, that was in an alternate universe of the Dark Tower. That could happen. That was in another world, not the main one, not the, key, not the Keystone world. Um what they should have done, I think, is focus on the Wizard in Glass, which is Roland and his buddies um, growing up and learning how to be gunslingers. That was also on my list, but yeah, the, the Wizard in Glass. And that, yeah, and it's it's um, even as a standalone, I feel like that one would work. It's it it's a whole story in itself. It's self-contained, but instead of starting at the gunslinger, that would be a, a great point because it, it kind of is what sets Roland on his uh, chain of events that follows after. 
Yeah, and I think I think the uh, what was that the book three or book four? Wiz- I think it was book four. Book four. So like maybe in, or maybe book in a three. book in a book I think that works. L- you can make that that happen where you know you're not really giving an origin story until like you're three books in or four, and you do a jump back in time. Like you can kind of do that in book because you have so much room to like develop a character get you involved with the character so the first and second book you can you know you're you're growing and you're learning about this character through you know 900 pages 800 pages or whatever um and then you know then you're invested enough we're like wow i wonder how he became a gunslinger and you can kind of go back like for a tv show especially something that's not like a widely known thing like you you know superman or spider-man right we have to explain where he gets this from so we need to see that well they can even show him with uh training with court and that that doesn't have to be that long of a scene um Mm -hmm. and it's a quick little like five minute battle scene and then you kind of know like it it, it explains oh what what they were training what they were trying to get and then they get sent on their first mission yeah exactly and i think you know um i think it it deserves another look like dark tower is a story that more people need to know about. Um, it's it's one of the most epic stories I've ever read, um, and it tying into all the other Stephen King universe. I mean, it it really is like the Marvel universe before the Marvel universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or talk- if anything, kind of happening at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and w- one thing that is cool is that there is actually going to this. Mine's I kind of cheated. This is already happening. They're making a show on Amazon prime video that takes place during this time in the dark tower let's hope they do it right i i hope i hope they do um they've already cast a couple people in it um no word on whether or not like idris elba will make an appearance like telling the story or whatever but um i i'm excited i think that should be a good a good telling of that story you have you know, multi- it can't be one movie. No, and it really can't way, be an hour twenty movie. Or no, whatever it's way movie. it's it's way too long of a story. Yeah, where so, that you you really can't cut corners on it. You have to tell the whole thing. Right, right, exactly. What's your next one? Um, misery. Ooh, yeah, misery, that could be a new one. Misery. Uh, even just put um, was Kathy Kathy Bates. Bates. Put her back. Um, yeah. let her replay uh, replay the role. But that that's one movie where like and you there could, was no monster. There was no it's just people being shitty mythos. There was no, <laughs> and it really fucking creeped me out. Yeah, hobbled him and be, or the 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 block with the sledgehammer. <laughs> to this day, this I makes my know, joints hurt. Exactly, you know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know it's fucking coming. And like, uh, oh, I can't. And I, and I mean, you could you could totally update it where like, you know, maybe he's not maybe he's not a. Uh, you know, an author because no one reads books anymore. You fucking troglodytes. Uh, but maybe like, maybe he's like a like a YouTube star or something like that. Maybe that not YouTube. Don't cheapen it by that. <laughs> like he's maybe he's an actor or something like that. And she actually, goes, I'm fine if they put what's his name that dude went to the Japanese forest. Like just the whole torture flick oh, where they fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just fuck him up the whole movie. Forget what that guy's name was. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. I, Only if the, he does all his own stunts. <laughs> They really break his just yeah, just a whole movie where they fuck him up. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I think that would be. I think that could use a modern treatment, and it's it's a good enough movie where you're like, oh fuck. It would be cool if there was you know 
if maybe they did a little uh, gender bender twist on it or something like that, that gets into kind of a dark yeah. place. But you really want to see a guy just beat up a woman <laughs> the whole film? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. It would be kind of hard. But like you know, maybe you could do like two women, like two really good you know uh, actresses. I think could really pull that off. Get someone who's you know, Kathy Bates did it perfect. I don't. She was. I don't need to see her redo it. She did a great job. And I, I, I've. But like, put, I was scared of her in other movies. But put another, put another like actress in there who is you know, um, who's older but also awesome. Like, like what if like Oprah, Meryl Streep, Oprah, dude, Meryl <laughs> Streep, you wouldn't see it coming. She's always like such a nice, well, except for like the what was it, The Devil Wears Prada? Was she in that one? You, no, that was. Who was that? Uh, oh, was it her? Fuck, man, I'm terrible with these white I, women. I, I never, I never really watched that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be, it would be cool to see someone like her or like, like a Helen Mirren or something like that. Or oh, I can't see Helen Mirren there. They, I know that's that's the thing. You can't see it. No, I don't. I don't. She's also British. I, she would have to be British in the sh- movie because I love her accent. But like, it would be cool to see something like that. You know, where it's a, um, you know, it's someone you expect. Ex- uh, who knows can act, and then I don't know whoever the lead guy be. It could be any number of guys. Throw Chris Hemsworth in there as long as you know, because he's he's a handsome dude, and like girls love him. But I think that could really use a modern treatment. I think you're right. I, I it's just I mean, dude, the originals the originals great, but it'd be yeah. awesome to see like yeah, a fresh take on it because mm-hmm. it, it was to me it's such a good one like. I was afraid of Kathy Bates and like fucking Waterboy. I was like, dude, she's gonna misery any second on Adam Sandler. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, like she just played it so well. Like I, it's hard for me to s- not see her as that character. Right. Yeah. No. I. I think. I think you're right. That's a good call. Uh, I'll do another one of mine here. So this one's kind of a fun one, uh, which I, I just I knew it was out there. I just didn't know exactly, um, what it was called. But it was uh, the Eye of uh, Eyes of the Dragon. Yes. I, Eyes of the Dragon, which is Stephen King writing a full-on like fantasy book. And I have it on my bookshelf. I don't know why I've never read it, but it sounds like the best movie ever. <laughs> um, and it has to do with the, the Dark Tower universe because uh, we have uh, Randall Flagg is in it, and then King Roland is one of the main characters. But then uh, um, King, King Roland's um, son, Peter, is framed for... Th- for uh, murdering his uh, murdering his dad, the king, and he, he and his loyal friends must battle an evil wizard and um, Peter's brother Thomas, who's like trying to go for the throne. Uh, so he, he like thinks about an escape plan and you know takes years, kind of like a Count of Monte Cristo type deal. But I feel like that would be a dope movie, and it you know like people wouldn't even know that it's Stephen King, right? Right. You know, I think it's it's that far out there where you could throw that shit on you know. On HBO, make it the next Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, they're hungry for a new Game of Thrones. So, so no, another one I'll say, uh, just because I love the original, and not that there's anything wrong with the original, but I would love to see an updated version. Uh, Cat's Eye. Not sure if a lot. Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye. I loved the last story with the goblin. It's my favorite one. So mm-hmm. it would be really cool. Um, it would be cool to do uh, a series of that. Yeah. But. Or just of Stephen King's short stories, you know what I mean? Because he he has a lot of great. He has a lot. Uh, wasn't what was the other one? It was uh, bag of bag of bones. Bag of bones. That was one too, right? Uh, Creep show. Creep show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like you can make like a, a series where they're hour long series or hour and a half long series and just make little mini movies. Yeah. That would be great. But I I just and I Cat's I've, Eye was a good I've yeah, Cat's Eye is good. And I've seen little clips again with the goblin and just like the uh the puppetry of the face, everything was so amazing, man. Like mm-hmm. and the practical effects on it was really great. So it'd be awesome to have it seen again with like I don't want to see it CG, but some updated practical effects. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I think another one, too, that that it's been tried, what, I think twice now and still failed is The Stand. <laughs> and I think the reason why it's just one, it's it's a story that needs to be told in the time of, you know, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Game of Thrones, you know, these it needs grittier, a big budget and it needs a bigger budget. It needs it needs a, to have some violence and special la- effects. Yeah, it definitely needs an R. Yeah, you know, it needs to be one of these mature rated shows. I think a show would probably be the best way to do it. Cause I'm and this is the one that was I was thinking about, but it's to me, and I've said it multiple times. The ending. Yeah, you I'd didn't be like super it. down for rewrite the ending. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think that's another thing too. Is like I think most of the uh, from what I remember of the little TV miniseries that they made. Um, they tried to stick as close as they could to the ending, which doesn't make sense for, for most people. Right. You know, it's, it was a weird deus ex machina kind like of. Like literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so I think that would be uh, a cool one to uh, redo and give its due time in the spotlight. You got one more? Uh, I would more? say the dead zone. Dead zone? But have Christopher Walken again. Christopher Walken <laughs> again? That would be cool. <laughs> he is so good. Um. Yeah, I, th- I think that one, you know, because they had the show. Didn't they make a TV show for a little I'm while? I'm not sure about the show. I know the movie. I never really watched it, but I think it was out there. I remember there was an actor who, it was it was okay. But it's a cool it's a cool concept. I yeah, think, and you, you know? could see uh, the future. And I, be- I believe it was only you could see their deaths, You right? could only see their deaths. Because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But, um, yeah, and he's, like, trying to help, you know, like, hey, I don't want you to die. But can you imagine someone coming up to you like, hey, man. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and in the dead zone. And I want to make sure you don't die. It's like, all right, weirdo, get the fuck away from me. Like, it, yeah. It's like you, you just imagine, like, that dude's like one step away from being homeless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He might be homeless. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a cool one. And, you know, kind of in the, uh, you know, in the modern world, it could be even more, you know, it's it would kind of take to society now. A little different than it did back then. I mean, obviously the guy sounds crazy, but like, you know, who who knows like how they could adapt it to today's modern age with people always plugged into their phone and not really paying attention. And then there's people who are willing to believe crazy stuff yeah. without any proof and stuff. So it'd be kind of interesting to see the thing. So my last one is actually two because uh, I don't like to stick to the rules. <laughs> the rules that you set. But yeah, the rules that I made up. <laughs> I was like trying to boil down these two, but I couldn't figure out which one would be better. The first one I think is a hundred percent doable and it's stand by me. Okay. But redone with all the kids from stranger things. Okay. Right. I mean, the only reason why I, I don't think that that would be made is because first of all, stand by me was great by itself is it perfect. And it doesn't need that big of a modern twist on it. Second of all, the first part of it has a little bit of that feeling. Oh to yeah, it, for you sure. You know what I mean? Um, but I would love that. I I think those kids are awesome, and it would be cool to have just all of them play in Stand By Me. I'll throw one out that doesn't need to be remade. Is uh, 
Damn it, that's Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank, yeah. Perfect as Fucking is. classic. Love Green that Mile, movie. I think. Green Mile is another one that I was going to throw out that doesn't need to be remade. Yep, yep. M- when the does, though, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the only you movie that Stephen King ever directed. I just want to see the... And he snorted a pound of cocaine. I just There's two things I, w- I really want to re-see. The soda machine hitting people in the dick and then the yeah. head. <laughs> yep. And... The 18 wheeler with the green goblin. I know. <laughs> Dude, that movie was so crazy. <laughs> I, was, I always wondered, like, why the green goblin? Like, who knows? But it was perfect. It worked. He was doing a lot of cocaine when that. When that Do you know that came. for certain? Or just oh, yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> no, but yeah, he's gone on record and saying, like, uh, yeah, that I'm never directing again because it, it like the like the stress and the responsibility of it put so much pressure on him. And he was doing so much like cocaine at the time that it just like, like that's why that movie is batshit crazy. What I was like, you know what we need? You know what we need? Soda machine. Soda machine. I like people. I like that truck. I like that truck. Truck looks goody. You know what we need to do though? Fucking Green Goblin head on it. Put a Green Goblin head on it. Put it right now. Green Goblin's from Spider Man. I don't care who I have to pay. Put it on there. Um, but no uh, one can see, but I imagine it's a whole lot. I'm yeah. just rubbing, yeah, just rubbing fingers on the nose. Just. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I think it's a cool, interesting idea. And I'm just thinking about more coconuts. He's like, uh, <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> like Stephen, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> just coming out with just like white powder on the nose. Like I'm ready to film. <laughs> Just who's ready to do this? Uh, we just wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> just like, you know what would be a fun movie? Just the making of over, Maximum Overtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give it the room treatment. Or was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What was the, the the movie that they made where they were making the the room? Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, disaster Artist. Yeah, just Disaster Artist. Disaster of... Artist 2, and it's just James Franco as Stephen King on cocaine. Oh, we that need to make would this be happen. the best. We need to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> just to calm down Stephen King. Trying <laughs> to make a movie. Dude, what if they made the Disaster Artist into a series <laughs> of, just of movies? disasters? They'll ha- they could do the, um, the guy who directed The Island of Dr. Giroux, or not Dr. Giroux, Dr. What was that? The island, Doctor Moreau. Okay, you know the one with uh, Vin, uh, Val Spike. Kilmer in it yeah, and, yeah. and Marlon Brando. <laughs> that was also apparently a travesty. There's a documentary about that too. It would be so cool to see. Like, I want to see the like the behind the scenes and someone do give it the disaster artist treatment of uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be the best. I've read so many horror stories. Like they were writing the script as they were filming. Like, dude, we need to. We need to talk to James Franco and whoever else made that movie. <laughs> this is a franchise movie oh, that we sure. just came up with live on Nerds with Friends. With no cocaine. You heard it here first. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> we should podcast in the middle of the day more often. Right. <laughs> we come up with good ideas. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I, I think there's you know, it's a good time to do um, Stephen King movies. Like, there's enough out there where, like, and there's ones that we haven't mentioned. So, if you have an idea, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or even on our website. Let us know which ones, if we missed any, that you would like to see made. Or what or coked out headed idea movies. Or <laughs> option two, let us know which other, you know, what Disaster Artist 5 could be. You know, what's a, a crazy behind the scenes movie that turned out into a crazy ass movie that we, we haven't even heard about? 
I think I think we've got a good start with Island of Doctor Moreau, um, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive for sure. It's Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Man, that could be a really, that could be a really, or The Shining would be another good one, even though it didn't turn into a disaster. Um, apparently, like oh, Stanley Kubrick was, was terrible to Shelley Long. Oh yeah, dude, made her cry daily from yeah, the stuff I read. He didn't tell her that like Jack Nicholson was gonna chop through the fucking like bathroom door with the axe. It was in. We're, we're getting off on huge tangents, but it's just weird how he's super focused in on her. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't know. If, that would be a tough. You can't. Movie to... You can't scare Jack Nicholson. <laughs> His brain was just, just fried. Too fucking cool, man. To be yeah. freaked All out. Right. <laughs> man. That's a good idea. Yeah. Disaster Artist Series. I think we got something. We're there. making that happen. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we'll be back next week with obviously Game of Thrones. That's going to be Is that ne- Ooh, no. We got this... we got we got a guest though. Oh, that's to, right. We're going to have to wait. Man, we might have to wait. Or uh, we might have to record twice. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. But we'll be talking Game of Thrones probably in the very near future, so get hyped for that. If you're listening to this on like Tuesday when it's probably going to come out, um, then Game of Thrones has come out, and I'm sure my mind is blown already. So, uh, very exciting stuff. And then, of course, we got Avengers in a couple weeks too. So, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's you're gonna gonna, you're gonna watch it off seas. You know? Man, this is going to be this is going to be crazy. I the next couple months are going to be the busiest months of my life. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I have weddings to go to, Avengers to see. Game of Thrones to watch, Bachelor Party to go to, and Podcast to Pod. <laughs> but uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Let us know uh, any movies we missed on the uh, on our for Stephen King remakes or, of course, The Disaster Artist. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, or even on NerdsWithFriendsPodcast.com. You can drop us a line in there. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and we'll read them out on the next show. And um, Christian, as always, thanks for coming by. It's kind of cool recording in the middle of the day. I think right? I think we have more energy. That's yeah, I know. I'm not tired yet. <laughs> like I had lunch before this, and I don't need to take a nap. It's like, oh, this is good. It's good stuff. But uh, tell the nerds out there, thank you for listening. And remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you, and good night.